1: Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
0: You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: Hour number two primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, We'll talk a little baseball here momentarily, the run-up to game three of the World Series. I don't know if you know this, Matt. It's uh, tied at one game apiece.
4: Well... My ticket's already cashed, so I'm not really worried about it. I already know the Astros are going to win. There you
3: go. Oh, wow.
4: Ticket is already in the account,
3: guys. It looks a little precipitation-y, you know what I mean? Like, are you
4: sure we're going to get this whole game in? Yeah, that favors uh, the Astros. They really do like to hit. Oh, and, uh, oh no. Yes. Uh, I don't know <laughs> oh, if God. you've seen the statistic. They average .7 more runs when the dew point is uh, at 70% or... <laughs> dew point. <laughs> at, uh... Well, they, we
5: know already they like a muddy infield, so, I mean, that, that might benefit them here. <laughs> this is true. At least...
4: They, they're used to that. They're used to that. Right. So we do I, have I that.
3: know we're supposed to talk about baseball here, but right? I just want to point this mm-hmm. out. Do you see this Jason Lockenfor article at CBS CBSSports.com? Uh, oh, the Panthers are still watching the Deshaun Watson market closely ahead of the deadline, willing to trade Christian McCaffrey. What do you think about that? Oh,
5: man. How many times is this team going to be in and out on, this, uh, uh, on yeah. Deshaun Watson? Yeah, a
3: little schizophrenic on that. But willing to trade Christian McCaffrey in a package for Watson, uh, with three high picks, additionally,
5: I would be f- I would fully endorse it if they knew exactly what was going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Like, like if somehow Deshaun Watson was going to show up tomorrow and not get in trouble by the league, anything legal wise or anything, and he's going to be there for the rest of the time, I'd be like, sure, that sounds like a good trade
3: between the Deshaun Watson thing and the Dak Prescott injury. Uh, Subterfuge—is that the right word? Uh, the the word salads going on in the NFL right now are unbelievable. We'll get to them. a little
5: later. I can't wait till we get to the Cowboy. I still don't know what's going on there.
3: All right, baseball game three. You don't have any play here on on this game at all? No, 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 nothing. No. Just
4: riding this one out. Like uh, I said, I'm not. I, just, uh, I already hit division and and then hit the pennant, so it's kind of like. Uh, I know I'm not. I feel like I'm free rolling here. Like I know I could have hedged on on the Braves and locked in some cash or whatever, but I already hit the other two futures, so I'm just like, eh. Let's let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this.
3: Mark Borchard, uh, one of my baseball guys in the morning, he he likes the Braves on the adjusted series price. He didn't play this game either. He likes them at plus one fifteen, even without Charlie Morton available for the rest of the series. And if we go to the uh, adjusted MVP market, he likes your guy Frederick Freeman. Hmm. Adjusted MVP play. Whoa.
5: And you were people saying people don't like him tonight. Yeah, Kelly. What was that? What was the most popular bet tonight? Yeah, from DraftKings Sportsbook on Twitter that the most popular bet on a player prop tonight is under home runs on Freddie Freeman, which is under a half at minus six fifty.
3: Minus not, they're, they're yeah, dropping minus six fifty. Yeah, on not that?
5: not exactly how you normally see people bet, uh, especially especially recreational bettors. I don't know, a little confusing. Wow. They also made note that the fourth most bet on was over on Freddie Freeman home runs, but but still, the fir- the top bet one is under? like
4: the top, that's- the top one, and then the fourth one is the opposite. Yeah, the fourth one, the exact opposite.
3: Could we, we should probably take a moment to say this. If, here on Primetime Action, we try to be super, super honest about what we're— we don't try to be. We are very honest about what we're betting, what we're not betting, what our play bets, you know, when we do our first home run thing, which we're about to do momentarily, uh, that we're not actually betting that, but that's just a competition between the three of us for skins just for, you know, the bragging rights here on the show, one of the things is that we always like to say is, you know, sometimes the best bets are the bets not made. And you can talk to any baseball, we can talk to any baseball person at all, and what is very clear is that even the most avid baseball bettors look at this game tonight specifically, the series as a whole, but certainly this game tonight without Charlie Morton, without Max Fried involved, and nobody that I've talked to really has any conviction whatsoever on this ball game tonight. Nothing at all. You okay, Matt? Yeah, you right? You did, do you, yeah. Did the la- does the lady know? I can't tell you how many times I've, does I've la- been through this. Does the, la- does the lady have an opinion? The thing about this is that. I'm not sure if anybody else can hear our alarm, but oh,
5: I'm sure they can. Yes. Oh, I've <laughs> gone a
3: whole segment on a numbers game with that blaring over me, and then right when I throw to commercial, she stops. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
4: that, that's what will happen here too. <laughs> yeah. right. I, I don't know. Gil, how many shows do you think you've done with this going on? Well, I, it's just for the people that are watching. We should acknowledge than, it so they don't think we're in like a yes. club, like we're in a yeah, rave yeah. right I mean, here with all like the lights light flashing. More like, than do-ch- five, do-ch- less do-ch- than do-ch- ten. Do-ch- do-ch- okay, and I would say three or four to my for
5: myself. Matt, you've never been through this before? I thought you did one of hey, well, these.
4: One late night. Yeah. One okay. late night green zone, but like just, just once. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they sign the alarm at night. They want everyone here at night. They don't want everyone people leaving. And don't worry, we are, yes,
5: we are. We will I will have uh Matt Wodkowski, our production assistant, go check and make sure I there's was, nothing that we need to do. I get was out just gonna there. say
3: it didn't occur to us for one second that this should actually be real.
4: It, well,
5: I, herein <laughs> I always
4: lies make the sure problem. to check, but Gil, yeah. you, like you've said, we've done a combined like fifteen shows with this happening and it's yeah. never it's never something real. And, 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 and herein lies the problem with these things because they've gone off so many times no one reacts to them. Oh yeah, look Nobody at the sports book. Right everybody yeah. everybody at the look, sports book is just chilling. Making bets at the sports book. It's, it's the, like, no it's, one cares. It's the
3: alarm that cried wolf. <laughs> nobody nobody cares. No one cares. It's uh, it's the South Point's way, it's or it's our uh, it's management's way of saying, hey, you've talked about baseball too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's time
4: to move back to football. Uh, lineup tonight for the Astros. Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alv, uh, Alvarez, Correa, Tucker, Gurriel, and Maldonado. On the Atlanta side of things, Rosario's going to lead off for them tonight. Freeman batting second, Albies third. Riley fourth, Solaire. So they are putting him in no. the lineup tonight, even though it's not a DH situation. So he's going to play tonight. Duvall in the six hole, Darno in the seven hole, Swanson in the eight hole. All right. Should we do our first home run
3: sweepstakes? So last time, last game, was it the last game? Or was, no. Game one of the series. Jorge I won. S- Jorge Solaire went yard, third pitch of the game. Now we've got to roll over. Matt, Matt goaded me into picking <laughs> Jordan Alvarez, and he grabs Solaire. So he won that, and then last game, none of our guys hit a no, home run. We got a rollover D- situation. Darno hit the first one. Yes. Okay. So this is a rollover uh, forty dollars. <laughs> this is a rollover forty dollars per person. <laughs> this is for all the marbles, not quite all the marbles. Uh, okay. So who goes first then, Kelly? How
5: does this work? Matt's last, still right? Who hit last time in baseball? I hit last. He so I'm hit last. last. Okay. So you're last. Um, no, you first. It's you first because you were first anyways last time. Yeah, you you, mean that, man. Okay, sure. all right. I'm going Jordan Alvarez. I'm going to go with, I'm feeling Adam Duvall tonight. Do
3: all it, right. do it. You know you're going to do it again.
4: I'm not. You oh, know you're I'm not?
3: Doing? Okay.
4: Altuve. Oh. Jose Altuve is going to step in, take Ian Anderson deep. First batter of the game. I'm calling my shot. Okay. First batter of the game. I'm I'm Alvarez. I'm riding Alvarez till I die. All right, a hey, so 215 ISO versus righties this year for uh, Altuve. A 348 WOBA. Hey, listen, don't brag.
3: <laughs> Altuve for Matt. Alvarez for me. And you went with who?
5: Adam Duval.
3: What made you do that? They were feeding that in your ear downstairs from downstairs.
5: No, there's a fire alarm going on. I couldn't hear anything. Yeah, mm. no, I just. Uh, <laughs> By I'm, the way, I'm just really. I really got belief in the uh, in the Braves first baseman. Third baseman. Left <laughs> can fielder.
3: I can I add a rule to this game, which <laughs> sure. I think would make it even more interesting? Because we need more rules on this oh, show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, what do we need? If anyone selects no home run.
5: Oh, it's not allowed.
3: It's not allowed. It's not allowed. I, was gonna say, I
5: said that day one. It's oh. not allowed.
3: Oh. I That's wanna, no fun. Can I can I say what my rule would have been? Sure, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay, Maybe if, you can make it fun. If you if you pick no home run yep. and no home run is actually hit in the entire baseball game, you should win double what's already in the pot. Okay. Ooh, silence.
5: You know what's been weird about that? I'm, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with it at all. You, you know just, what's been odd though? It about, sounded
3: like you did when you went. Okay. You know what's been odd
5: about this market though? Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but the first game we did, no, because I didn't put it on. I didn't put it on the graphic. The first game, the first game we did, it was the shortest shot. It was like seven to one,
4: and now it's what twelve to one. Yeah. Well, because that was Valdez and, um, and Morton. Yeah. Who were. In theory, the two, you know, the, the two, the, two, aces? Teammates. Yeah, the yeah. two, the two, the two aces out there. I mean, I'm the, okay with that. Yeah, you okay with if, that you to, if you want to go that route, but okay I mean, that. if you want to be captain, no fun and pick no home run, then fine. That's fine. But yeah. yeah, if you want to root for no I offense, mean,
3: it's not the longest shot. It's just the court. No, it's, n- it's, no, it's yeah. not at all.
5: I, when I first, it, the reason I came up with that, because the day one we did that, it was the short shot. And yeah. I was like, let's just not do that. That's not fun. Like, it's yeah. the short shot already.
4: But, yeah, you're right. It's not It's not the short shot here. This is a pretty important start, though, for Ian Anderson for the Braves because it's, it's a bullpen game tomorrow, and so they really need him to give them some innings tonight because if they have to go to the bullpen early oh, yeah. tonight, then things could get rough for kind of how they have this thing scheduled out because it was, you know, again, with Morton being gone, this really changes the whole dynamic of how they were going to approach this series. And so they, they need some innings out of him. His last two starts – only went four and three, Gil. So like he's he, is, he uh, did not go deep for them the last two starts. So they're going to need him to kind of up the up the ante tonight and give them at least I mean at least five. I'm sure they're hoping for six.
3: Have you uh, have you ever said uh, Jose Siri and your phone goes wacko, Kelly? If you bring up Jose Siri of the Astros. Oh, extras. no,
5: no but, but we did like three times on the show the other night, and the first time, I mean, I didn't know who that was. The first time you guys did it, I immediately looked at my phone because I've said stuff not even remotely close to it, and it's like, <laughs> ding, ding, yes. yes. I thought all three of our phones were going to go off when you guys said that at first.
3: Very precarious name to say. I know everyone was
4: worried. We're fine.
3: The yeah, alarm is over. We're fine. We're good. We actually got off easy on that one. Usually it lasts longer. <laughs> yeah, it usually does. When, when I say it lasted the whole segment before, that was when we had the twenty-one minute segment at the top,
4: that oh, went the wow.
3: whole segment, <laughs> and literally right at twenty-one thirty or whatever, just like. Done.
4: She realized, like, oh <laughs> like, no, like, everyone's okay. fine. Yeah, I proved my point. good.
3: Yeah, everyone's good. We're all fine. Everyone's thanks for fine. thanks for asking everybody. All right, so game three starting uh, here momentarily. They're already late. Starting should have started about a minute ago. Uh, a de facto best of five series right now between the Astros and the Braves. The point I was making, by, way, by the way, when the alarm went mm-hmm. crazy, is that I don't know a lot of serious baseball bettors who are betting this pre-flop tonight, this game. Mm-hmm. Like, of all, I'm trying to think of recent history with Dodgers World Series, certainly the Nationals World Series before that. Um, yeah, just not, a, not a, a, a rampantly bet game. Hopefully they get it in. The uh, humidity 90%, wind 5 miles per hour, so the wind is good. Well see if we can get a baseball game in game three we'll continue with injury reports of the national football league uh we'll come back we'll talk eagles and lions we'll do that first out of the chute primetime action from the south point
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
3: Matt Brown's diabolical scheme to go with uh, Jose Altuve to lead off a game and hit a home run has failed miserably. They
4: didn't. Atlanta didn't want me to win the bet. They walked him.
3: They walked him. Walked him on six pitches was 3-0 got to 3-2 oh. walked him all
5: right whatever all right
3: Houston with a runner at first nobody out Ian Anderson was having trouble finding the strike zone there early on in that now just went Brantley to hit homer <laughs> That's right. Now you're. No, I don't want either ball. one of you to win now.
4: So it's like now that I can't win. this Brantley <laughs> hit a homer. Get it out of here. Let's go.
3: Go on, Jordan. <laughs> uh, Kelly, we should probably update the basketball scores.
5: Yeah, yeah. We'll do. Uh, we'll start with the NBA. There's actually a lot going on right now. Start with the NBA here, though. We got the Raptors up on the Magic at halftime. What a thrilling game that is! Fifty-four to fifty-one. Uh, live numbers. Raptors minus eight and a half. Two oh nine and a half. The total Pacers got off to a quick start over the Nets, although the Nets uh, have quickly er- erased some of this large deficit. It is still 42-30, to 30, though, Pacers, uh, just two minutes into the second quarter. The Nets, still a live betting favorite, 1.5 points, 230.5 is your live total. And the Heat off to a hot start down in Miami tonight, 40-24, to 24, two minutes into the second over the Hornets. Miami Heat fourteen and a half point live favorites two nineteen and a half is your live total. Let's see, we've got some college football going on right now. Navy and Tulsa in a barn burner that scoreless, scoreless at the beginning of the second quarter. Uh, Tulsa a six and a half point live betting favorite thirty four and a half your live total. And on the ice, Rangers up on the Blue Jackets two to nothing with ten minutes remaining in the second period.
3: What a play by Anderson. The uh, double play that he just stabbed from Brantley. Sorry about okay. that, Kelly.
5: No, you all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue Jackets plus 7, 800 live. Four and a half your live total in that game. Shaded to the over. Coyotes and Capitals scoreless at about halfway through the second period as well. Capitals a minus 260 live favorite. Coyotes plus 210. Three and a half live total shaded to the under. The Oh, here's a Matt Brown hockey game. Hurricane 6, Blackhawks 2, 13 oh. minutes remaining in the second period. Wow. There we go. A little eight goal game there? Yeah, not even halfway through. Uh, Panthers up on the Red Wings 2 to 1, 11, 20 remaining in the second period. Panthers minus 400 live, Red Wings plus 300. And then you got the Golden Knights on top of the Ducks early on, 1 to nothing. five minutes into that game. Golden Knights minus 450, Ducks plus 340, six and a half. The live total.
3: If I if I paid for a great seat at a hockey game for you, would you go and and, and then said okay, Matt, you, you spend the night, you watch a full hockey game. How unenjoyable would that be for you?
4: I've been to a lot of Golden Knights games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You enjoy going. Ooh. I went to a Stanley Cup Finals game. Yes. Yes. Oh, did you really? So did yes. I. Yes. That's cool. I never, I've for never the, been to a uh, Stanley Cup uh... for the uh, for the Golden Knights. I wept. I'll tell you what, Gil. I would I would It's more rather, of a bucket list thing, though, for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think I
5: would rather attend mm-hmm. the the Golden Knights game on, like, a Tuesday night versus, like, the Raiders game I went to three weeks ago in the middle of a Sunday. Me, sundae. too. Because I, I was like, "There's so much NFL on right now. Why yeah. am I trapped in one game?"
3: Well, I'm going to the, uh, you know, the Washington Football Team Raiders game, and and there is a little part of me that w- that is like,
5: "Oh." Uh, well, I made it like an hour and fifteen minutes. Geez. I was like, "I gotta get out of here." Yeah.
4: Well, there's a couple of different things that go. <laughs> there, there's a couple of different things that go into that too, right? It's like a. Because the the, the experience is completely on polar opposite ends when it comes to things. Like a football-watching experience is much better at home where you can see all the angles and you can see all the replays and you can see everything that's going on, whereas a live experience in hockey is exponentially better than on television because what you don't see, and everyone's going to be like, you didn't know that? I'm like, no, I grew up in Louisiana, there was no hockey. All right. Like, like no no. But like what you don't understand is like they're doing these line changes like oh, yeah. every ninety seconds. Yeah. Like it's like it, it's just constantly guys just flooding on and off the ice and, and the you don't see that on TV you because you have to follow the puck. You don't. So yeah. you never see any of that and stuff. And the
3: sounds of the skates and people hitting each other yeah. and slamming into the boards. Yeah.
4: Like yeah. like that that was the that was like the craziest thing to me when I went to the my the first hockey game that I ever went to. I went over to when the stars finally moved to Dallas or whatever and like I, I went over and saw so nearly 20 years old or something so i had gone 20 years watching hockey on television and never having seen a game in in person and then seeing these guys I'm like he was it just went on and they're like they're just like constantly flooding on and off and they're like oh it's it's real tiring to skate that fast for like <laughs> yeah, yeah for like, you know, I was wondering that too yeah. I'm like you so for a minute and a like half flooding on and off the ice but you never know that on TV because they have to follow the puck so you don't ever see them like going on and off all the time Yeah, that was interesting. Eye-opening.
3: Alex Bregman uh, gets walked, which means Jordan Alvarez steps to the plate.
4: Oh, boy. You know what? Uh, Jordan Alvarez is much better when the humidity is over 84% and the dew point is at uh, a certain degree.
3: He's about to park one. Get your money ready.
5: (laughs) Get your money ready.
3: Get it ready. No excuses. Here's the pitch. Oh, oh! That was it. If he was no, ever going to do was, it, and he didn't, he popped it up. Popped up. Oh, boy.
5: He
4: oh,
3: brother. <laughs> we go to the middle of now the Now Kelly's live. Scoreless. All right, let's continue with football. Eagles at the Lions. Talk about a game I want no part of. Lions are nothing for
4: you. Yeah, this is kind of a pretty disgusting game, Dog. actually, when it all comes down to it. So 3 uh, three and a half across the board in favor of the Eagles, 48, 48 and a half. Your total in this one, Um, Miles Sanders got moved to IR for the Eagles, so he will be out doubtful, safety Anthony Harris. But outside of that, that's the only uh, injury to talk of for the Eagles. So, again, running back can be replaced. Miles Sanders actually wasn't really getting any usage anyway this year from the Eagles, so uh, really only Anthony Harris, the guy that's uh, of any concern there for the Eagles. On the Lions side of things, nobody officially ruled out yet. Questionable. Both running backs, though DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, are both uh, questionable. Linebacker Trey Flowers and then corner Jerry Jacobs. They're all, they're all four of those guys starters, kind of co-starters at running back there. So all those guys listed as questionable. Gil, I'm kind of with you here. It's it's one of those things where I want to play the Lions because again, it's like so it's a home game. They're getting more than a field goal. They've been kind of feisty. They've at least figured out ways to to despite this incredible lack of talent they've at least figured out ways to kind of move the ball up and down the field one of the most confusing like metrics there is out there is is you look at some of the advanced statistics on this eagles team and you just can't figure out why they can't do anything on the offensive side and then you start wondering if it's like is it the play calling is it Jalen Hurts? Is it you know what's going on? Because you look and it's like so pass block win rate, they're eighth overall in the league. R- run run block win rate, they're second overall in 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 the league. Early down success rate, they're eighth overall in the league. Early down EPA, they're eighth overall in the league. Yet their offense DVOA is twenty first overall <laughs> in the league. Wow. And and it's like they cannot, they just can't convert all this stuff into points. Like they just they just cannot.
3: I know that up until I don't I don't maybe they still do, but I know they led the league in ter- in uh, penalties. That's one thing that they do terribly. Before last week, I'm not sure if they still lead the league in penalties, but that that will that will uh, explain some of that. Yeah,
4: yeah, and it, it, and it, there's there's that, and I mean I even looked into kind of the turnovers, maybe it's turnovers. So I'm like I mean, they're 13th in the league. It's not that bad, right? I mean, like they're they're 13th in the league as far as turnovers go. So it, that even that is like not that bad. So I I don't know. It's just a really weird. Thing going on with this Eagles team, which is why I couldn't pull the trigger on the Lions because it's like, man, if they can just get whatever's minimally broken to kind of fix itself, then it's a huge advantage for this Eagles team over the the Lions when it's all said and done, but they haven't been able to figure that out yet, and and again, maybe it's maybe it's hurts, maybe it's the play calling, maybe it's whatever, but it's, it's, it's like the things just don't add up, right, when you start to look at everything that they've got going on. Uh, on the line side of things, I mean, it's it's what you would expect from from this team, right? I mean, they're, they're bottom five offense by every single metric almost that you can <laughs> that, you, that you can measure them by. Um, it's it's it, that that being said, they have at least faced a pretty uh, you know they have at least faced some some pretty good competition so far. So you know there there is at least that if you want to like look at a silver lining for this team, it's not like they've had a cakewalk or anything, but. Um, you know, there, there's not a lot to like about the Lions here, other than the fact that if you just kind of believe in that whole, they're they they've got heart, they're gritty, they're fighting, they're not tanking. They're even though they probably should at this point, they they they're not tanking. They're they're trying to win these games. Certainly Dan Campbell is trying to win these games. He's mm-hmm. not out there uh, throwing these games. I mean, he pulled out all the stops last week against the Rams. If you guys watched that game, if you didn't. I, I understand why you wouldn't have because of the way the spread ended up or whatever. But, I mean, listen, this is a guy that executed two fake punts. He had a an onside kick that they recovered. I mean, all kinds of things. He was trying to win the game. He understood. His team's outmanned. I'm going to do everything I can do to win the game. And um, So, so I, I still lean Lions at three and a half. But, like I said, there's just this thing about this Eagles team that it just doesn't quite add up, right? Like, the there's a lot of positives there, That just haven't equaled points on the scoreboard yet. And It's like, can they figure out what is going wrong? That just that little bit of tweak that can kind of get them there. So it's a pass for me. It's a pass for me as well. You? Me too.
3: Yeah. I was
5: waiting for an in game possibility on the Nets, but they erased that massive uh, deficit quite quickly. It is 46 to 40 down Pacers.
3: What were you hoping for? How about down like 15 or something?
5: Yeah, the pro- 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 well, they were. Yeah. And the problem was, yeah, it's always, it's always, you got to wait for that line to adjust a little bit. They were down 16 and it was you know, basically a pick them live. I'm like, I want a little bit more than that. So what do we always say with live betting? It's like, got to let it go. Sometimes the opportunities can present yep. themselves. Sometimes they're not. You got to be able to let it go. Yeah. You let it go. Let
3: not, it go. Non-buyer's regret is not something you want to have. We'll come back. Uh, we will uh, continue with the NFL with many more games to go. But first, Chris Felica. let talk a little college football. Pretty good weekend in college football. Chris Felica going to be at the Michigan-Michigan State game. We'll talk to him live from his hotel room, I'm sure. It's VEASAN's Primetime
0: Action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Celebrate everyday MVPs by playing in the Fantasy Football MVP Challenge. Play free in this five-part contest series and compete for a share. Of $50,000 in total cash prizes. Head to slash MVP Challenge. Now, to get in on the action, terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Visa and its client financial institutions have not sponsored for offer this promotion in any way. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Shall we continue in the early window? Last game, early window, National Football League, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, again, 10 p.m. Pacific. A big spread. In Houston, it will be Davis Mills going for the Texans. That was announced earlier today. Uh, Tarod Taylor not quite ready to come back from the hamstring injury, or the Texans politely said to him, Tarod, <laughs> you're not quite ready to come back yes. from the hamstring injury. Yeah. Rams at Texans here.
4: I mean, I do wonder if there was any sort of, I do wonder if there was any sort of, hey, we might explore seeing if anyone wants to trade for you. So let's just hold off until Tuesday, like past Tuesday. Oh, you think Rod Taylor, really? I, I mean, at this point, Wes, why? if you could get anything back for him, it doesn't matter if it's a sixth-rounder, right? Yeah, I mean, true. at this point, like, what does it matter? You're going absolutely nowhere this year, and they need assets, like,
3: badly. You could already hear people making that joke. A Texans quarterback has been traded, not the one you're thinking yeah. of. Yeah,
4: but, I mean, it, it's if you can get anything for him, right? I mean, like, he would be, if you're a contender and you're – and and you're not really solid at that at that backup I mean like why wouldn't you want Tyrod Taylor oh, yeah. th- as as a guy that could come in and and do that for you so again I am I'm curious to see if there's if there's any movement there whatsoever uh this thing though has risen to 16 16 and a half now in favor of the Rams on the news uh, I guess it was I guess it was down at the 14 14 and a half range because people thought that Terod was going to play um so it moves the point and a half on the news at Notarod Taylor. For them, also questionable. Their center, Justin Britt. Uh, linebacker, Christian Kirksey. And then tight end, Farrow Brown. All three of those guys questionable as well for the Texans. On the Rams side of things, guys, this was one of the things that we had mentioned all season long. The Rams had run so pure, so pure on the mm-hmm. injury side of things. Did not have to worry about that. We were sitting here saying, man, this team, every week, nobody on the injury report finally coming back around here for the Rams. So, offensive tackle Andrew Whitworth, one of the best offensive tackles in the league. Now, this could also be Sean McVay in the in the in the staff saying if you're even the least bit nicked up and we're 16 point favorites. Right. Sit this out. Anyway, he's out. Defensive tackle Sebastian Joseph Day also out for them. So, two different uh so two different starters for them are out. Questionable. Corner Jalen Ramsey, safety Jordan Fuller, and corner Robert Rochelle. That is the two starting corners, by the way, for the Rams that are both questionable for this and starting safety and Jordan Fuller. I'm not, I have no inside information into this whatsoever. I do feel like, though, that there might be a little bit of, hey guys, if you need if you need this week, this would be the week to take off if you need a week That's off. That is pretty plausible. Yeah. Like I I'm I mean, it makes me feel like, especially a guy like Whitworth. A guy like Jalen Ramsey, like, it, it makes me feel like they were, they're were they going to go 100% if this game meant something, you know. But it's just, it's, it's a it's 16 the Texans. Yeah, it's a Texas 60-point spread. And, and so, it kind of is what it is. Rand's offensive line has been absolutely brilliant this season. They have been so, so good. Now, again, like I just mentioned, Andy Whitworth isn't going to be out there for them this week. But the Texans' defensive line should basically pose almost no threat whatsoever to Matthew Stafford. So he should be able to do kind of whatever he wants in this game. Um, the Whitney Merciless was the only guy on this Texan squad that was getting any sort of pressure, or accumulating any sort of sacks, and he's gone. And so it's just there's no way that they're going to do anything. If you look at this Houston defense, and, I mean, I have to say this out loud just because it's, it, it's kind of laughable. Last DBOA, Last by Pro Football Focus. Oh, they are they are last. I mean, they're 30th in yards per play allowed. They're 31st in pass block win rate. They're 30th in run block win rate. They're 31st in points per play allowed. They're dead last in early down EPA. They're dead last in early down success rate. They're dead last in explosive runs allowed. They're 28th in explosive passes allowed. So you, you look at this, and it's just been... It's just, I mean, they're they're as bad as advertised. I mean, there's just no talent. Really, is is the main thing that it comes down to, on the Texans side of things. They just don't have the talent. They don't have the manpower. It doesn't matter, even if all those guys that I just mentioned that were questionable, even if they all decided to sit this game out, it still wouldn't matter. They still, they're still just so talent devoid that the, the second stringers for the Rams are going to be able to do whatever they want to do. Now, the Rams' offense has just been absolutely humming. Number two overall DVOA, number three overall. Pro football focused. And like I said, they've just been so good from an offensive line standpoint at protecting Matthew Stafford. They're they're best in the league in pressure rate allowed. They're best in the league in adjusted sack rate. They're second in pass block win rate. So I mean they've just been keeping him clean all season long, which is why he's one of the MVP candidates, which is why he's having one of these, you know, career season, and and why Cooper Cup is also way on up there. Um, it does make me wonder. And I'm not like seriously no. I have no inside information. Again, I'm just wondering. Gil, Sean McVay's younger. He understands what's going on. He hears the buzz. I'm sure he's on the internet and Twitter and stuff, and knows that Stafford is is one of the MVP candidates and is up there. And like this would be a pretty perfect game to kind of pad some stats. He knows Cooper Cup is on this really, really historic. Like receiving run right now. That's so what he's you're on. saying is
3: the opposite of Pete Carroll.
4: Yes. I, I, it does make me wonder if he doesn't look at this. And I'm not saying that he's going to do this like all the way through the end of the fourth quarter, but you know, two and a half, three quarters worth of stomping on the gas to mm. kind of like let Stafford get that 330 yard passing game and let Cooper Cup get his 120 yards and couple touchdowns and stuff like that. Because, I mean, this is the perfect game for your dude who he talks about like him and Stafford are buddy, you know, yeah. like whatever, for your dude to, to put up some stats and, and get, you know, even further in that MVP. It's an race.
3: interesting theory. I mean, it's, again, plausible, very n- not outlandish. And, and the reason I bring up Pete Carroll is famously when Russell Wilson was absolutely yeah. winning the MVP last year. They had that famous meeting. you like, to run more. You know. That MVP thing you're having going on right here? <laughs> we're going to run the football. Yeah,
4: we're going to run a whole bunch more. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. Such what a me? good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was like locked up. And then it's like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna hand the
5: ball off more.
4: So, uh, again, I mean, I i don't have – i I'm, I'm just kind of reading into some of these things here, but it, it does make me wonder where it seems like this is a, a perfect opportunity with a very low risk because, again, they have no pass rush whatsoever. So if you drop Stafford back a ton – you're not really risking him getting hit a ton. You're not really risking, you know, him getting sacked a ton, and so let him kind of go wild in the first half, maybe mm-hmm. the first three quarters or something like that. Rack up some really good stats. Him and Cooper Cup. Like I said, I mean this this stat I mean the pace that Cooper Cup is on as well. I mean it's, I mean we love him. We talk about him here. I, I it feels like he he doesn't get the the quite the credit that he deserves, but I mean, if you look, he's leading the league in receiving yards. And the one of the things we were talking about that is just it's it's just really mind blowing as well. He's got eighty one targets. Yeah, eighty one targets already through seven games. If this double, I mean, like if, if he keeps on this pace, which is, is crazy, he's he's gonna have a hundred and sixty targets.
3: Stafford loves him, and he's open, and he gets and he has a lot of yak this yeah. year too. Everything he's done has been great. Uh, let's squeeze one in, uh, one more in here. Patriots at the Chargers. We talked about how Austin mm. Eckler. Sho- I don't know if we have time for this one, Gil, but we'll start. We can, we can we'll bleed start. over if yeah. we need to. Austin Eckler, uh, you know, popped up on yesterday's injury report with a hip injury after practicing on uh, Wednesday. So he did. He wasn't there yesterday in practice. Wasn't there today either.
4: Yeah, this was the the whole we we hope it, it wasn't the and we anticipate. It was the we hope that he's available on Sunday. So that was I was waiting for the kind of the language there that kind of tried to try to tell me the story, and that was like what I was listening for. And he said, "Yes, we hope," as opposed to we are. uh, that we're hopeful. The other thing, and I just—I'm not even going to do it. I didn't do it last week. We're not going to do it this week. So Bill Belichick is doing this thing again. So yeah, there four, everybody, fourteen yes. guys. listed is questionable. <laughs> you want an injury report yeah. here? I'm trying so, to put together a
5: graphic today, and it's it, like I have no idea. So, Nobody's playing. Uh, so
4: it. And, and there's no way for us to decipher because he 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 games it all week long. So we can't. Even say like, well, okay, these guys might actually be questionable, and these guys might not. He just put, he just lists everyone question, as questionable all week long, and then files his his final injury report. Fourteen guys <laughs> listed as questionable on the injury report. Bad so I, I can't even give you what that may or may not happen from them on, on an injury standpoint. That said, on the on the Chargers side of things, though, starting linebacker Drew Tranquil also is questionable for them. That said, outside of that. Completely healthy, Mike Williams completely off the injury report, which is a really, really good thing for them on the offensive side of, of the ball here. We'll talk about this one a, a little bit more on, on the other side because I, th- I think that this is a pretty interesting game that I th- that there are going to be some people who are pretty adamant about both sides of this. I, th- I feel like this is a game where people are going to be pretty adamant about either the Patriots or, or the Chargers. I don't think there's too many people in the middle who, who don't have an opinion on this thing. I think that's probably true. Line right now is what, four? Four? Is that what we're seeing? In this game? I think it's down to I think it's down to four. Wow. That has really come down this mm-hmm. week.
3: All right, we'll come back. We will resume with that game. We'll also talk with Chris Malik of the Bear from ESPN's College Game Day, daily wager of the Stanford Stephen the Bear podcast, college football next on Beast's Primetime Action.
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on vSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th. vSEN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on-location updates for all the action. Visit VEASAN.com slash S-B-N-C for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million-dollar top prize. 1.23 million Canadian. So you say you should take it in. In Canadian, for sure. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's sbNC slash S-B-N-C. That should be fun for everybody participating. We are ineligible. We did the uh, inaugural one, Matt and I, and uh, we had a good time. Yeah, yeah. good luck for you. Good, good for you
4: guys. We we're going to win this year.
3: We were going to win. Yeah, Yeah. so good
4: for you guys. Yeah, good for you. Taking that whole thing
3: Canadian, too. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, he is half the Stanford Stephen the Bear podcast team. He's the glue that holds uh, not only daily wager together, but also, of course, college game day. Maybe the greatest thing that ESPN does. Along with those 30 for 30s. It's Chris
7: Felica, everybody. How you doing, Chris? I'm I'm doing okay. What's going on, man? How you doing? Where are you? You're in Michigan, right? Yeah, I'm in East Lansing. Yeah, I'm I'm, here for Michigan, Michigan State. And then after the show tomorrow, Kirk and I will head up to to Columbus for the uh, the Ohio State Penn State game. Oh, very nice! That's the ABC, that's the ABC Primetime game.
3: A little double duty. Uh, well, let's start. Yeah. Let's start with that one. Ohio State and Penn State. Yeah. Penn State, obviously, with the loss to Illinois, nine overtimes. Um, I know we talked about it this morning. But uh, refresh my memory. I, I know what you said, but let's, let's let everybody in the primetime audience know how you felt about that. And then, obviously, now this is not nearly as marquee of a matchup as we thought it would be between Ohio Ohio State and Penn State. How do you feel about the game? First, the overtime situation.
7: The you know, overtime situation is a joke. I mean, I would much rather have a game end in a tie than go through a two-point conversion off. Uh, it may be part of the reasons why they the Rules Committee wanted to go this route was to try and eliminate the potential of player injuries but in actuality i kind of think you're increasing the possibility because you've got 20 you've got 22 players in close in closer proximity on the field and more more violent collisions and more uh people on top of people so yeah and and you saw it with Sutowski when he broke his arm there early in one of the overtime so i don't know i don't like it at all It, it makes it completely Completely random. It's a complete gimmick. How many two point plays does each team have? So, like I said, I, I would just assume see the game end in a tie or, or, or make a team uh, go forward at the end of regulation and get rid of the gimmick overtime altogether.
3: And about the Ohio State Penn State game, do you think Penn State is mean, 19 and a half for
7: goodness sake? It's a sake. lot. It's a lot. I, I wonder. I mean, I respect Penn State's defense, but losing Mustafa is a big deal to them. He's kind of the heart and soul. Of that defensive line, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Only shot Penn State has to stay in it is to is to take shots, and I think Clifford is healthier uh, than he was a year ago. The one thing you got to remember too with Ohio State is I, I say that I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but since the Oregon loss that we that we've talked about at nauseum, uh, they have won five in a row. But the five teams that Ohio State has beaten are just to combine 10 and 21 against the FBS teams. So we're not talking about Murderer is right. And regardless of whether, uh, especially or not, it is going to be the best.
3: Hmm. Okay. I think we, uh, have a little trouble with the connection there with, uh, with Chris in his hotel room there in East Lansing, Michigan.
4: Up that internet speed there in Michigan. You know? <laughs> You're blaming the state, for You know it. what I'm saying? <laughs> Just come Let's on, get Michigan. those pipes opened
3: up. Oh, well. Well, that's unfortunate. But it sounded like, uh, he is not too bullish on Penn State anyway.
4: It didn't sound like it. Yeah, it
3: didn't sound it d- like didn't it. didn't
4: seem like it anyway Yeah,
3: to, to me. Of course, if we had had the full answer, maybe we would have uh,
4: um, ascertained more. We, we, I, I do know, though, that— oh, oh, uh, this
3: is Kelly's guy up at the it, plate right it, here. Isn't it? Adam Duval at the plate. By the way, it's scoreless in the bottom of the second, one out for the Braves. But uh, Duval steps to the plate. So for our little skins competition, uh, we already had Altuve walk, and Alvarez popped out. That was uh, Matt's guy and mine, respectively. But this is Kelly's guy. Again, pot,
4: $120. $120 American dollars, and it is the sweetest dollars you'll ever get because it's your money or Kelly's money. Right. It's the best money.
3: All right, so we'll track the Adam Duvall uh, ad bat here for Kelly. If, if anything happens, if he hits a homer, we'll, ex- we'll we'll scream in the middle of our interview. Chris Valika is back with us, though, from uh, East Lansing. This time we'll try it audio only. So uh, just finishing that up there, by the way. Uh, Chris is is okay with us here. Just finishing that up. You are not a big Penn State believer here, then, Chris?
7: Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a higher scoring game. I think the only uh, shot Penn State has is to try and get deep shots with uh, uh, with with Dotson and hopefully a healthier Clifford. Uh, I do think Ohio State will put up points, but uh, I don't know if I, what I had said was cut off or not. While Ohio State is one five in a row. The teams they've beaten in that winning streak are just a combined ten and twenty-one against FBS teams. So we're not talking about great teams Ohio State's been beaten, but it sure is hard to argue with the efficiency that the Buckeye offense is going right now. And Chris, I mean,
4: if this was pros, it'd be one thing, but we're talking about eighteen, nineteen, twenty-year-old. Kids here, do you handicap at all whenever you look at a game like this with all the stuff surrounding James Franklin with get every single other question asking, when are you leaving town? Like, what school are you going to? You're obviously not going to be here next year. Does that factor in at all with kind of how you view this? Because again, like we're we're talking about kids here as opposed to like the, you know, men who are used to dealing with with this type of stuff. I mean, it, it certainly at least has to bleed into the locker room, right?
7: he's he's been pretty upfront with his team behind closed doors about thing and, and it's gonna say one thing he's not going to usc and he's not going to lsu like like anyone who's saying like he's a kid it's not maybe there'll be something else that opens up as a chain a, a chain result of uh, of those jobs getting filled but he is not going to be the lsu or the usc head coach i, I can I I can nearly guarantee you that. But um, just once I want to see somebody call Jimmy Sexton on, uh, on these bluffs about, you know, Oh, he's going to, okay, go. And and then see what happens. So there's my little rant there. I'm sorry.
3: Ole Miss Auburn going to the sec here. Very tightly lined game. Ole Miss has uh, visions of grandeur later this year. They're still thinking playoff in their head, Uh, but obviously they're banged up to a certain degree. And with Auburn, um, you know, we don't really necessarily know what we get from week to week, but Bo Nix has shown uh, a little more consistency lately. What do you think about this game?
7: No, and and the, and the fact that they have an offensive line and Bigsby who can run the ball and they can, can kind of control things a little bit, uh, the, this line kind of stinks a little bit with, with Auburn being a – but you're right. I, I think the, the injuries that Ole Miss has on the offensive side of the ball, I'm still not sold on their defense. So, um If I had to play this game, I would play Auburn. It's not obviously one of my stronger feels on the week, but but you're right. You you look at Ole Miss. You look at Kentucky. I mean, there's some teams in the SEC that uh, could be in the mix for New Year's 6 birth that wouldn't necessarily uh, uh, have been contenders in years past, so a couple of teams with potentially some special seasons looking to win out here.
4: Well, Chris, let's talk about the game where you are right now, Michigan. Michigan Mm -hmm. State right now, Michigan favored by four, a little bit juiced. There are four and a half out there as well, 50 and a half the total there.
7: Uh, it, it, I, I've kind of gone back and forth on this game. I thought initially it might be a lower scoring under type game, but 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 I, I, Michigan State has scored some, some long touchdown and has really shown the ability to, to make big plays. I, I would lean towards the over year. Uh, the side was something that earlier in the week I was talking about. How I didn't think this game was going to go to five. So I thought if you like Michigan State, get on it at four and a half. That way, you're at least going to get the best of the number, and you get and potentially give yourself an opportunity to to play back on Michigan if you really didn't want the Michigan State bet to begin with. So, uh, I, I, from, I'm completely uh, changed from what I thought early, earlier in the week. I thought kind of ugly Big tennis football, but I, but I think we're going to see a few more bigger plays tomorrow than I might have anticipated earlier in the week. So I go on, I go over.
3: We got 90 seconds here, Chris. What do you like best? What are your favorite bets of the week?
7: I. I like Colorado State uh, tomorrow. Um, They they kind of were the punchline last week with the way they butchered the clock at the end of that game, but this is not a great Boise team. This is a 3-4 and Boise team that hasn't been able to stop the run. Um, You're you're going on the road now against a team that's going to be determined to run the ball. They went to Iowa and played very well there. They beat Toledo on the road. I, I think they win the game outright. Uh, I like the over in the Georgia-Florida game as well. I think um, you're going to be looking at uh, a game where I think you're going to get a couple of Gator turnovers, creating some short fields for Georgia. And, and if Florida couldn't stop the LSU run game, how are they going to deal with the the Georgia offensive line in their running game? So that's the, the, the over there is, is something that I like. And uh, I, I like Iowa State. I, I, I've been on Iowa State a lot. They're, only, they're favored by as many points tomorrow as they were over the number eight team in the country. West Virginia doesn't have as good of a defense as Oklahoma State. They don't run the ball as good as Oklahoma State. And this is a team that Iowa State has dominated the last three years. So uh, I'm going to ride with the Clones again tomorrow.
3: Okay. Chris, enjoy it. Uh, enjoy Michigan, Michigan State, which uh, I will just sort of relay to people. You don't have a real huge conviction on that game, do you?
7: No, I, I really don't. I don't.
3: Okay. Sorry. Enjoy it. Should be fun. Uh, see if Jim Harbaugh can continue with uh, a magical season thus far at Michigan. Certainly Michigan State has their own magical season going, so that'll be fun. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. Have a great night. Chris Felica, everybody. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris ChrisFelica, F-A-L-L-I-C-A, is how you spell that. By the way, a little double off the wall for a darn A little two-out noise here for the uh, for the Braves, bottom of the second. We'll see if they can uh, cash in on that scoreless ballgame. Coming back, more football, Beeson's Primetime Action.
0: If you dare.